This is the Holland Assets Podcast, where we show you how to start and run your own trucking company. Ever wanted to go out on your own? Follow Chris as he goes through the highs and lows of running on his own authority. Welcome, everybody. Welcome to the Holland Assets Podcast. This is episode number 77. We're talking about April financials today. I am Craig. And over there, he is... Chris. Chris? You got me. You're stuck with me again. Welcome back. It's good to be back. Yeah, I'm glad to have you. So today, we're, we're going over April financials. There is a lot to talk about because you kind of teased this last month This that, that April was going to be an interesting month to talk about. Uh, March was fantastic and wonderful and all the superlatives you can imagine... And you said April might be a little sketchier. So yeah, it's a little bit more on the other end of the spectrum. So yeah, we'll we'll get into the details on that. So okay, it's been an interesting month. We'll All right, it that way very good. Well, I am looking forward to getting into those details. Uh, but before we do, I uh, just want to remind everybody go to HollandAssetsLLC.com. Uh, check out the full show notes there. People can comment on things, uh, and they can also go to Facebook and search Holland Assets. Find us there. Uh, make your comments, make, you know, put your questions in, something you want us to address during the impact tip, which is coming up at the end of this episode. Uh, and then lastly, if you enjoy the show, if you like what we do, if you appreciate what we do, then please go and leave a five-star review on iTunes or Google Play or you know whatever, whatever service you use to uh, listen to your podcast. We would really appreciate it. Leave a nice review and uh, it helps other people find the, the show. And uh, yeah, that'd be great. Yeah, that's that's one of the ways that people can kind of give us a uh, little attaboy for the hard work we put into these things is just give <laughs> us a little review. That helps us out a lot. That's all those times I've said that to you off mic. They don't count. <laughs> no, is they it? don't. Uh-uh. Yeah, okay. yeah. Right. The pats on the back. No. <laughs> well, today, uh, before we talk about the numbers, I just I, I have to ask you, as is our want, uh, how's the road treating um, you? How's the road treating the company? How are it, things going? It's going pretty well. You, you'll remember um, I had to haul a load for Mike not too long ago, yeah. and it, and I I did a delivery for him here in Salt Lake, and it was uh, he had picked up a certain type of commodity, and I was just delivering it, and it reminded me that there is something very interesting that goes along with this commodity, and I don't know how different this is. You know, we we haul all reefer loads, and you know, we we reefer trailer stuff, so sometimes we'll do dry loads too. Um, this one happened to be a dry load, and I don't know. Um, how big of a difference there is in, in the different types of seals on dry loads. But with reefers, um, there's something specific with this seal on this type of commodity. It just, it seems really a little bit out of balance to me, kind of, kind of funny. And and so I thought we'd talk so, a little bit about it. A seal being, explain this to, to the newbie. Here. So if, if you're watching on video on YouTube, you'll see, I've, I've got some examples of seals and I'm putting this in the show okay. notes too. There's a, there's a video. So this is what you use to, you pull up to a, a shipper, you get your trailer loaded and you put this seal on the trailer where you open and close the door and it just, you can't break, you can't open the door without breaking the seal. Okay. And so it's just how the, the shipper and receiver knows that and nobody's the, touched this. Nobody's touched it. Nobody's messed with it. So there's these little plastic ones. There's the, and you can kind of break these open with ha- your hand. There's um, little metal ones like this and, and another one like this. And, and they're a little bit more secure, but still just a, a pair of lineman pliers, mm-hmm. you know, wire cutters break into these, these pretty easy. But uh, the most secure without being an actual like padlock or anything is is this type of uh, so he's holding up a, a green it's kind of a green plastic but it, it it's got a plastic shell but the inside of it is is metal so that's a metal bolt okay so you have to have bolt cutters to to break into this to open open it up so it's yeah. 
not the kind of thing that most people are carrying around on their truck, a little bit harder to get into, a little bit more secure. Okay. So this is the seal that I'm talking about. It it was was pretty uh, intense. Pretty intense, and it, it was carrying this specific commodity. And every time I've hauled this commodity, I've got this type of seal and it's the only type of commodity that has this high of a level of security. <laughs> okay. And, and so now guess what that commodity is? Uh, uh, guns. Not, you're, you're a gun runner, Chris. N- not, not guns. It's not the uh, super expensive electronics or anything like that. <laughs> it's beer. Beer. <laughs> yeah, okay. beer. You know, I, what are they afraid the drivers are going to steal the beer and, and, and take a drink driving down the road? Wouldn't you be? Oh, well, maybe. Yeah. <laughs> you don't want that to happen. That's for sure. So but, what, that's interesting. Do you, do you know, or maybe I can't ask, I'll ask it this way. Was it a large uh, national oh, yeah. chain or brand yeah. or was, it, it, so it wasn't like this particular beer. time? It was more of a, no, one of the, one of the more um, exclusive beers or one of the ones that's a little higher end we'll put it that way okay but i I have hauled uh, more of the uh just the regular beers in the past but they all i mean they all have this uh same kind of lock yeah okay you uh maybe it's because it's the uh, most easily stolen or or the most desired product i don't know uh, (laughs) it's gotta uh, gotta make sure that beer is secure it it was man's first invention for a reason right (laughs) yeah that's that's interesting all right so what else is going on uh out there on the road these Um, days i i I did something that's kind of cool i think people like i just had a a pm the service done on my truck oil change a pm being the preventive maintenance so okay. like 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 the oil change a little bit more elaborate than that um a, a place called iron maintenance and i did a time-lapse I'm, video of it i'm sorry say that name one more time iron maintenance that am i talking to speak fantastic no you like that all i heard was iron maiden uh, <laughs> <laughs> and so i was like no they didn't name uh, it iron maiden iron maintenance is I, awesome so well done whoever named that yeah so i did a time-lapse video of it it's pretty cool um I, i'm gonna put that in the show notes and you'll see it post on facebook here in the next day or two as yeah, well okay. so i didn't know the name of them but you told me about this time lapse video and and said that it was really cool and not only is the time lapse video really cool but you had a great experience with them and uh it kind of led to a sponsorship so they're our first i think our first ever sponsor on the show and we're gonna have a deal from i <clears throat> I, I gotta get ready to say this i love this name so much we're gonna have a deal from iron maintenance uh, for listeners a little bit later on in the show after we talk about the numbers. So make sure you stick around for that. If, you, uh, if you're running a truck, if you own a truck and you need to do all this preventive maintenance, then uh, yeah, stick around. There's going to be a, a good deal for you coming up. Yep. Right. Okay. So uh, Chris, should we talk about some April numbers? Let's, uh, I, 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 yes and no. I don't know if I, if I want to all that bad this, this month. <laughs> well, I demand it. So I, <laughs> I'm afraid you a, have no choice now. We've set a precedence, have we? Haven't we? What's we that? Kinda, th- that we give numbers every month. So we can't like just sweep this in, uh, this one under the rug and skip it. Is this the one where you tell us all that uh, Holland Assets is folding and uh, you <laughs> expanded too far too fast? Uh, nope, not yet. We haven't got quite that <laughs> okay. bad yet. <laughs> so, all right. T- t- let's start at the beginning. Tell me about uh, what the total miles run. So April was a tough month. Um, we We ended up, adding a truck and having a driver quit. So we went from, so we had two trucks and then the two second trucks driver, and two drivers, two trucks, two drivers, the second driver quit right at the same time that we added a third truck. So all of a sudden we go from two trucks running full bore, adding a third truck to having just one, one truck running and two trucks on the books. 
So insurance for two trucks mm. two or three trucks, two truck payments, um, making an insurance down payment in April because our policy renews in April. So a whole bunch of things happened in April that made it a tough month. And we're going to get to the numbers. It's it's actually, I'm, I'm painting a pretty bleak picture. It's not quite that bleak. We've actually had worse months than what we did in April. Um, but we're going to talk a little bit about it because it, on the surface, it looks bad. But in reality, it really wasn't that bad of a month. And we'll, we'll get into that. But let, yeah, let's go over the numbers. Kind of one of those things where uh, the numbers don't look so good, but it's it, it's like a rebuilding year for an MLB team. Yeah, there right? you go. That's a good you're, way to put uh, it. You're, you're setting things up for yeah, future success. Exactly. Okay. We're rebuilding. We're in a rebuilding month. <laughs> okay, yeah. fair enough. All right. So back to my original question. How many miles did you run this month? It was only 10,437. Oof. So about normal for one truck. For one we, truck. We really only had one truck running um, the full month. Right. Okay. So you had two trucks sitting. Now, if, if all three trucks are running, then you're aiming for minimum 30,000 miles Correct. Uh, from the three trucks to just to pay for those. Yep. Right. Um, and then hopefully make some profit if you get above the, the 30,000 miles. Right. Okay. So 10,000, that's rough. Um, and then the next number we'd be looking for is uh, what? Revenue? Or deadhead miles. Deadhead miles. Yeah. yeah. So what was the percentage? Only 800 deadhead miles, which is seven and a half percent. So a little bit on the high side, but still under the 10%, which is kind of the max, max mm-hmm. that we, we ever want to see. And, and it was, we started hauling a few potato loads again. That's where we typically get a, a, a kind of a higher proportion of deadhead miles because we're going all the way up into Idaho. You know, it's about a 200 mile deadhead just, just to, to get up, up there. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but they're a pretty good pan. So they, it, it, it's worth it. Do you haul potatoes year round? Because uh, yeah. that's a that's a an August September crop, right? It is, but they you know they put them in. Um, I can't remember what they call them. They're like their underground mm-hmm, bunkers, mm-hmm. right? And and so they just pull those the out, pits, the potato the, pits, yeah, all all throughout the year. And so they they get delivered all year long. Right on. Okay, so eight hundred deadhead miles. Uh, what was the total revenue realized? The total revenue was thirty thousand seven hundred seventy five dollars and fourteen cents. Thirty. So that that sounds like a that's lot of money. Really good for. 10,000 miles. It really is. And what does that give you as far as a rate per mile then? So that puts the rate per mile at $2.94, which is also a a very good um, rate per mile. But with that being said, it's a little bit of a skewed number because even though we only had um, one truck running, we were able to lease one of our trailers to to a restaurant. Yeah, it was was actually to a restaurant that was getting their freezer replaced. Mm. And so they used the trailer as a storage oh interesting to store their food in while they were getting the the freezer replaced that's some creative problem it was solving. nice so yeah it was it actually gave us one week um we, we had at least for a week and it it was really good it was thirty six hundred dollars of revenue it was about a um 50 mile drive down and a 50 mile drive back so 100 miles and only this um and and thirty six hundred dollars in revenue so that kind of skews that rate per mile a little bit but not not too bad. Mm-hmm. It's still in the gr- in the greater scheme of things was a pretty good um, rate per mile. Okay, it probably would have been closer to like two fifty, two sixty. But yeah, because I was, yeah I was thinking back to when you were pulling in like one eighty or one seventy back in the beginning, the olden times, the olden days, right? Yeah. Uh, so yeah, two ninety two nine. What'd you say? Two ninety four. Two ninety four. That's pretty good. Um, okay, so with all of that, we even with your extra thirty six hundred bucks in uh, in revenue. What did that come out to profit wise? So we we had a loss again this this month, um, four thousand eight hundred twenty eight dollars and seventy seven cents in okay. in loss. 
But um, so so last month we had a twenty thousand plus dollar profit. This month we lost about almost five thousand dollars, not quite five thousand dollars. So you combine the two months, not too bad. Yeah, bit of a wash. A little bit of a wash, better than a wash. We yeah. still over the two month period had a had a pretty good uh, pretty good profit, but. You know, that's kind of the way business goes. Sometimes you have good months, sometimes you have bad months. And and really, it, it, we're going to dive down in a little bit more detail into the numbers than we typically do to kind of explain what that is. And, and in reality, a lot of this loss has come because we're trying to do what? Uh, we're trying to grow, grow the company. Yeah. Right. And, and anytime you try to grow a company, you're always going to have those up and downs. That That's why in the first year, when you start a company, a lot of the times you lose money. It's it's You're growing from zero to something, right? And, and, and in our case now, we're trying to grow from one truck and, and our goal is by the end of this year to be to five trucks. And that, that growth period um, typically always creates um, either a, a loss or a big reduction in, in profitability because there's, there's so much that goes into growth. Well, they call it growing pains for a reason, right? They do, absolutely. So, so in this case... It, with this situation, are you going to call this uh, a bad month then? Or are we just calling it a rebuilding month? Or are you going to go so far as to say, you know what, it was still a good month despite everything? I, I think it's somewhere in the middle. I, I really like your analogy of a rebuilding month because that's really what it is. It's it's You know you're taking a step back to be able to take several steps forward. And and that's really what this boils down to. Or, uh, you know, a temporary hit, but in the long run, it's going to make for a better thing. Okay. And and we're seeing that in May. You know, we're recording this about halfway through the month of May. We do have all three trucks up and running now um, with, uh, you know, so three drivers, obviously. And, and folks, he didn't even have to call me. I didn't. Yeah, Craig didn't even have to step in the truck. Thank goodness. <laughs> he still thinks you fill him with gas and not diesel. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I might have to bleep that out. <laughs> okay, so where do we want to go from here? You're calling it a good month, even though you lost some money. We're We're doing some rebuilding. Uh, where do we want to go from here in this discussion? So again, let's give a little bit of a comparison here. It, it's really, like you said, a rebuilding thing. When you start it, when you're starting a business, or you're growing a business. It's very normal. You look at you know, as you remember, I'm a fan of Tesla. Well, Tesla's been around for twelve, fifteen years, and they'd been around for over ten years before they actually started to have any kind of profit at all. And a lot of people would still argue that Tesla is not profitable because a lot of their profits come from um, selling grants, right? Well, no, not anymore. It's more now it's they're selling um, carbon offsets to other automobile manufacturers. Oh, interesting. And and so that that's a, that makes a part of it. Um, so they, they've I mean, that's just a great example of it's it's hard that first little bit. It's hard when you're growing it because you, you're just reinvesting so much money. And so you take a, you take, for example, what we've done, you know, where a lot of that expense came from. Um, we we bought two new trucks. So we have a higher truck payment. Don't have the revenue catching up with that quite yet because we haven't been able to get drivers into it. We had to pay for insurance up front for three trucks and, and we had to pay our insurance down payment in April. That's a big portion. And and now you know we brought Nate on as a partner and the both of us are spending more of our time kind of on the administrative side of the business, which really isn't what directly brings in profit. We're not out driving the trucks, although Nate did do a trip in, in May. Oh, nice. I didn't um, know he had his, or I didn't remember that he had his yeah, CDL. He, he does. So he, he did one trip in, in May. Um, but we're, we're, so that's, that makes money, but the other stuff that he's doing in the long run will make money, but it's not directly making money right now. So we're still paying 
the both of us a little bit of a salary so that we can dedicate more of our time to the business. So, you know, if you add all of those numbers back in, we would have swung that, um, you know, $5,000 loss to well over a $5,000 profit. Um, so basically what you're saying is that you are a big drag on the company. I am a big drag on the company. Yeah. <laughs> that's, a good, that's a great way to put it. Great. Thanks. <laughs> that's, that's me. You're yeah. so kind. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, but, uh, but tell me more about, uh, about the losses. So you're talking about these salaries uh, the trucks sitting. Eh, so we don't <laughs> have any to, variable costs. That's, I think right. this is where you're going. There's yeah, no exactly. variable costs. You're not paying for fuel. You're not paying for that kind of stuff, but you still have the fixed costs, whether that truck's running or not, you've got your fixed costs, like your truck payment. So the interest interest expense on the truck that still happens. Um, the insurance payment, whether you're running or not still happens. Um, and then our, you know, wages, Nate and I's that still happens, whether the trucks right. are running or not. So those fixed expenses still have to be covered, but you're not paying a driver per mile. You're not paying for fuel yeah. cost, fuel, Chris, fuel, Thank goodness. not gas, yeah. not gas, diesel, <laughs> diesel, that's diesel right. or fuel fuels acceptable. Well, fuel's that's, acceptable. Hey, that's what you taught me. I'm yeah. going with it. Okay. <laughs> um, all right. So, uh, yeah. Anything else that you want to talk about as far as these, uh, these expenses, um, and what you did run into this month that you might not have otherwise and vice versa. No, that's, that's really what it boils down to is just, you know, having to cover those fixed costs, even when we don't have the truck running And and it was a little bit to an extent, a perfect storm. The fact that we had, you know, our, our second truck that had only been running for about a month and a half the driver quit right at the time that mm-hmm. we're adding on. So instead of just having to one hire one driver that we were expecting to hire, all of a sudden now we have to hire three. Yeah. If we would have had two trucks running in April instead of, and, and still hadn't been able to find a driver for that third truck, it would have been a different story. We would have been, we, I'm, I guarantee you just about guarantee we would have been profitable. Yeah. But the fact that now all of a sudden unexpectedly we're looking for two drivers and have two trucks sitting rather than just what we expected one, it just, you know, th- those kind of hiccups come along in any kind of business. I mean, that's just, that's, that's what happens. That's why I stress all the time, save money, have a nest egg. You know, we've got all those things, so it's not going to kill us. It still, it still sucks, but it's not going to put us out of business. Right, right. That makes sense. Now, I've got a question for you that's off book, Chris. Okay, I'm springing something on you. Uh, but I, I, it comes to mind because I wanted to remind people that they can go check out the numbers. They can go check out the profit and loss statement, uh, et cetera, et cetera. These documents that we're reading from. Uh, they can go to hollandassetsllc.com, check out the full show notes, and it's going to have these documents there. Will the, will the, the let's just stick with the P&L, the profit and loss statement, will that get more complex and more difficult to read now that you've got three trucks running? Or is it just a matter of the numbers are kind of getting a little bigger? The numbers are really just getting bigger. There there will maybe be, there's a few expense line items that we we add as we grow, but it it's nowhere near in proportion to the number of trucks. So for the most part, um, it, it's really just bigger numbers. So yeah. it, it shouldn't make the, the profit and loss statements any more difficult to digest. Okay, good. So people can still go check those out and still yep. understand them easily enough. And it, I guess I'm just asking in part, I'm putting myself in the mindset of somebody who is an owner operator and thinking, oh man, maybe I should go out and hire a driver, get a second truck. But oh, you know. It's all, it's so tough keeping track of my numbers as it is, you know? Uh, so maybe it's not as big a deal it, as my it, brain is making it. Yeah. That part, the, the profit and loss in the accounting is really not any more difficult. Now, speaking of adding drivers, I mean, that's the hard part. That's, that's really like right now, 
the the driver market is in the worst like kind of the worst driver market I think it has has ever been in my experience. You know, I've been in the I've, trucking industry for 15 plus years and it is hard to hire drivers right now. I've uh, you know, I've been hearing this elsewhere, you know, read news stories or listen to this or that podcast or whatever and people are talking about this. This is coming up a lot. And so I joke about getting into a truck and driving, Chris. But at some point, <laughs> we may we may have to call but on it, the. Is this the not the A team, the B team, the C team? This is probably like the Z team, hey, right? Yeah, Craig's on the Z team. <laughs> no, I guess my my point is uh, okay. I'm not going to get out and drive a truck. But for those listening, if you if, if there's somebody you know who's thought about doing it, now is a time to jump in, right? I'm I'm guessing you know just. Theory of economics, you know, uh, supply and demand. You probably get pretty good money for driving a truck right now, right? Yeah, wages for truck drivers are going up. But another thing that's kind of interesting with this whole situation is, I don't think there's ever been a better time for somebody to jump in from being a company driver to being an owner operator. And the reason behind oh, we should that have is, led with this, Chris. <laughs> we should have. I, we, I wasn't planning on talking about this, but <laughs> the the reason behind that is is because there's such a driver shortage right now. Big fleets aren't able to keep up with the freight market, so there's a there, the the supply and demand is way out of whack. There are way more loads than there are trucks out on the road, and so it's it's really easy for somebody that's got a little bit of experience to go buy a truck and be able to find loads like we've talked about in the past oftentimes how hard it is for for new authorities to find loads and find brokers who are let a haul for them and and there's still some of that there but it's nowhere like it normally is um, brokers and shippers are so desperate to get their products hauled from point a to point b right now that they'll essentially take a gamble on a new authority that they wouldn't have in the past and rates are higher and so I, now I really truly think is the is is there's never been a better time to make that leap because as an owner operator you've got more bargaining power than you've ever had before because there is such a short supply of trucks not because there aren't trucks out there it's because fleets are having a harder time filling those trucks with drivers and and it's not that uh, it's not that this will last forever there's always ups and downs markets are cyclical all that stuff uh, and so the market won't look like this forever, but it, it, I'm calling to mind all the conversations we've had in the past, that first year, especially that the first six months or so, those are the toughest ones to they get are. somebody to take you on. And so if you can jump in now, then shoot, you know, yeah. six months, 12 months down the road when things have cooled down a little bit, you know, hopefully just cooled down a little bit, not, uh, <laughs> not gone the opposite way. Uh, but when things have cooled down, you're then in a position to say, hey, you know, I've been running for a year. I, I've been running for however long. Yep. My my only word of caution with that would be is is don't go out and think just because you can afford the payment on a brand new truck right now and a brand new trailer or, or, or whatnot, that doesn't mean you should go out and get that because you – you need to set yourself up if you're going to do this so that when it does, there is a 20% or a 30% reduction in freight rates, you can still cover your truck payment. You can still cover your trailer payment and some of your other expenses. So don't go hog wild on, um, you know, buying stuff and, and encumbering yourself or um, with, with debts that you're going to have to pay even when those rates go way down. Just, just be careful so that, that you can continue to make payments 
you know, e- even if there is a reduction in freight rates. Go the uh, go the Bubba Blackwell route, right? Where he bought the really cheap truck yeah, to get himself absolutely. started. And by the way, if, if you if you listening to this, if you haven't listened to the Bubba Blackwell interview, please go do so. It was fantastic. What a great conversation. Yeah, I, I actually just got an, an email from a listener um, that I've, I've had some email correspondence with in the past, Mike. And he actually bumped into Bubba in the no. last week or so and, and met him. Wow. Yeah, they, they both right. ended up, I guess, delivering to the same shipper. I thought that was kind of cool. There you go. How about yeah. that? That's fantastic. Um, all right. So, Chris, I want to move on to our impact tip. Now that I've taken us way uh, you know, far afield from our April numbers, uh, we should get to our impact tip. But before we do, I promised people a good deal on their maintenance. So tell yeah. me what you got. So uh, Iron Maintenance has um, said that they will give Holland Assets um, listeners a 15% discount on their their preventive maintenance services. So that that's awesome because they're already really super competitive in price and kind of their business model is is speed as well. And that's really probably as or more important. Their goal is to get somebody in and out and less than an hour eventually they want to get to less than half an hour having three guy mike the the guy that i've kind of been working with and and is kind of trying to build iron maintenance up um you know said that their plan is to get uh you know get into under 30 minutes by having you know three people working on a truck at a given time one person working on the bottom one person kind of working in the the mid area and one person working on the top so they aren't tripping over each other but they can get a truck in and out in 30 minutes which would be absolutely phenomenal they're not he's they're not quite there yet but that's what they're they're kind of shooting towards so um they're they're a growing company they've got 12 locations all across the country right now including places like salt lake dallas indianapolis charlotte and phoenix um there there's more you can go onto their website i'll have that in the show notes as well um but what you need to do to qualify for that 15 percent discount is you need to give mike a phone call um, before the end of June and kind of get your name on the list. And then as long as you go to one of their locations by the end of this year, um, you'll get that 15% discount. So give Mike a call. His phone number is 801-678-4749. Um, and I'll ha- again, I'll have that in the show notes. Yeah. Okay. One more time. 801-678-48 or sorry, 678 <laughs> Yep. And just give Mike a call, get on the list, let him know that you're listening to the Holland Assets podcast and he'll, he'll uh, mark you down for that discount. And then again, you can use that anytime throughout the rest of this year. Yeah. And you know, this is a great way for people to show their appreciation for the show as well. You go get something for yourself as far as the discount and the maintenance and all that that's for you, but it, it you know, helps us and, and helps Mike and you know, it's a win, win, win all around. Uh, go give him a shot. Yeah. All right. So uh, tell me, Chris, what is our impact tip for this week? The impact tip for this week is kind of related to the last impact tip we did a a couple episodes ago. And that one was to follow through. So after you follow through, follow up. Anytime you have interactions with people, it is a good idea to follow up. So like, for instance, if you deliver a load to somewhere, um, after you deliver the load, I like to call the broker at, or at a minimum, shoot him an email and just say, Hey, I've, I've delivered the load. Everything went well. Um, appreciate the business. You know, that, that way you're developing the relationship. We talk all the time about it's important to network and develop relationships. And then that's just a good way. It's, it's, it's a super professional thing to do to follow up with people, you know, especially if you tell somebody you're going to do something for them and you do that 
give them a call and let them know you did it. You're you're kind of in a way self bragging a little bit, but that's that's what the you game need to is, do that right? Sometimes, yeah. No, yeah. I, I think this is fantastic. This is a great tip. It's it, there is there's a line between uh, staying in contact and being creepy. Yeah. But it's not a fine line. It's a wide line. <laughs> Some people think, oh, you know, I don't want, I don't want to bother them. They're busy. Uh, they don't want to read my email. They don't want to take my call or whatever. But if you're if you're taking forty five seconds of someone's day to call and say, hey, thanks for your business. I really appreciate it. That got done. You know, hopefully next time something like this comes up, I'd love it if you thought of me. Yep. That's, that helps you stick out. That's all it takes. Nobody else is doing that. Your yep. competitors aren't doing that. Uh, it's a good way, like you say, a good way to, to kind of stand out from the crowd. Yeah, it makes a it makes a big difference for people. So it's a it's a really good thing to do. Yeah. So, you know, and I, it's one of those things where uh, I get it, Chris, I'm sure you get it. There are people out there who, you know, they they don't like the human contact. They, they want to sit in the truck for a reason. Right. Yep. I don't want to talk to people. Well, uh, at a certain point, get over it. We've give, talked give about a quick this. Call. It's getting out of your comfort zone, right? That's one way. If you're like that, which I am, I'm I'm really more of an introvert than I am an extrovert. I'd I'd oftentimes rather just be avoiding people. And um, if you're that way, you just have to get outside of your comfort zone and interact because in the long run, that's going to make your business better. And uh, that's what we're here doing this for is to have a good business that's going to provide us a good a good life. Well, there you go. Well, well said, Chris. I think we're good for this week, unless you have anything else that you want to say to wrap this up. That's all I got. Thanks, everybody, for listening. All right. Yes, I appreciate it, everybody. Go to hollandassetsllc.com, like I've said a couple of times already. And so more importantly, now I'll remind everybody to go check out the uh, the deal with, I get to say it again, Iron <laughs> Maintenance. Such a good name. That is a good name. <laughs> so go check out Iron Maintenance. Uh, call Mike at 801-678-4749 to get that deal um, and tell him that Chris sent you. I mean, you can tell him I sent you, but that won't mean anything to yeah, him. No, so. nobody, yeah, no, nobody wants to, or nobody knows that Craig sent him. <laughs> you can't even drive a truck. <laughs> oh, uh, I'm sure the Z team, remember? Oh, boy, that, that hurts, that hurts. All right, and on that note, thanks for listening, everybody. We will talk to you next time. <laughs> I'm sorry, I'm such a jerk. <laughs>